0: Thank you for choosing to listen to Family Money Coaching where we prepare couples financially for adoption and fertility. My name is Laura Coleman and I am your host and financial coach. Today's podcast episode with Chelsea with Morgan's Mighty Max is such an inspiration to me mostly because she takes it. And keeps on going she's so real and authentic i think it's probably because of her midwest roots and i do bond with people who are from the midwest but mostly because she is so sincere about her desire to do what is right and to do to follow her dreams she took an inspiration from facebook and created a macaron not a macaroon there is a big difference Just Google Macaroon and Macaron and look at the pictures that she has on her Facebook page. They are fantastic and totally delectable. So I really hope that you enjoy listening to Chelsea's story about how they are saving money towards fertility.
1: I work at a local family-owned pasty place. They are totally up for ideas and different types of things to sell at their shop which I am totally all for. It was last February. I was on Facebook and I saw a video of macarons, these cute little delicate cookies. And I said, I'm going to try that. So I threw probably hundreds of dollars down the drain trying to make this stupid little cookie that I just, I could not do. I had went to my boss and I said, can I use your oven? It was probably like 7 30 at night and I said I have to try this it's bugging me my oven is not working can I try it here he said fine whatever you do you do but I want one at least leave me one I said I'll hope for the best whatever so I'm mixing and I'm delicately mixing and I pipe out this perfect little round shape perfect goodness and I went let's hope this works so I put it in the oven at whatever the degrees was for however long it was. And the whole time I'm standing there and I'm looking at it and I'm staring and I'm making eye contact with this stupid cookie and it came out perfect. I may have cried over this little cookie. And so I put the frosting in and I've sandwiched them together like you're supposed to. And I'm just looking at it in amazed that I just made this cookie and it kind of reminded me of how these women feel when they do get pregnant they do get to hold this innocent child for the first time and i'm looking at this cookie and i said i'm gonna do these this is what i'm going to do to raise the funds for what i need that night i came up with morgan's mighty mac and ever since then it's been non-stop order filling macarons i sell them at my shop my um bosses my you know my Uh, job for a dollar a piece and I actually was just there all day today making some and I put out 110 cookies and I just got off the phone with her to let me know that there is 15 cookies left I don't ever freeze them so if you were to call and say you want a dozen I am there making that dozen just for you I don't have them frozen on hand I make them personally, each one. I have done apple cinnamon, s'mores, mint chocolate chip, banana chocolate. I've done a mocha latte one. I've done a caramel apple one. I've done a pumpkin spice. I've also done, for my friend's bachelor party, a tequila sunrise. So that's just a normal pineapple macaron. And the filling was a tequila-based cookie filling. So that one was a fun one to do. Um... I went through a lot of tequila. Every time I would turn around, someone was drinking it. That one was a hard one, but fun one to do. I couldn't keep the tequila in the shop long enough. Um, Christmas ones, I've done peppermints. I've done, like I said, I've done a pistachio one. That one was the newest one I made. That was my husband's best friend is obsessed with pistachio, anything pistachio. So I made a cookie just for him. That was a fun one, a lot of green. I recently got a call. (laughs) last week about my sister so she is eight months and she is related to me by my father my father passed away november 7th november 12th of 17 she was born june 4th of 18 so she had already my dad had already passed by the time we found out that his girlfriend at the time was pregnant state contacted me and told me that they have this child she's been in the foster care system since she was born. And they are looking for relatives to take her. It's been an emotional last couple weeks between finding this out and talking to the mother about what had happened. Why no one told me sooner. And I'm just finding out that the state has her and they've had her her whole life. Since day one. And I had no idea. So it's been a lot of meetings and DHS and lawyers and social workers like my, my husband said, God works in a really weird way and finding out oh, yeah. that we have unexplained fertility and I made this business to save this money to start getting pregnant to, I might be bringing home an eight month old baby. It's just been totally mind blowing on how this happens and where, where we sit now. Cause we want to have a child of our own. We, we do. And I know that that's what that money's for. But at the same time, how do I leave my sister in the system when we are perfectly capable of raising her? So I had, you know, the doctor's appointment with my amazing gynecologist. And I kind of told him the whole story with my sister. And he said, you know, either way, we can full force get you on the track of figuring it out. And if you have an eight month at home and you get pregnant well isn't that just gonna be the cherry on your icing
0: that would be kind of how it happens too. my husband and i call that plan b it's where you think life is supposed to be a certain way and then it changes
1: Exactly. And that's kind of where we're sitting with that with if we were if plan A was to go the way that we wanted it to go, where would we be now? Would she even have reached out to us that they had or if they knew that there was nothing, nothing that we can do? And so, of course, it was a lot of sitting down and figuring it out because I do work full time still plus my little side business, plus I am in the middle of my associate's degree, all at the same time. When they called, I was in the middle of class, and it was an out-of-state number, and I went, I never answer out-of-state numbers, ever. They, if it's important, leave me a voicemail and I'll call you back. And my phone started ringing and I looked at it. And I said, I don't know that area code. And the girl sitting next to me said, maybe you should answer it. And I said, you know, I think I will. So I got up and I walked out of the class. And I'm standing in the hallway of this 5,000 people population, you know, college. And they said, is this Chelsea? And I said, yes. Who is this? Thinking it may is it a bill collector from one of my appointments oh man what did I do I shouldn't have answered this and they said this is so-and-so with the state of Michigan and I was the first one they called and I went yes what is this about and they said well this is so-and-so and and we wanted to inform you that we have your sister and I said my sister what do you mean my sister's at home with her mom and they said is your dad so-and-so and I said yes he passed away and they were like okay um is there any other known relatives and I said. What is this about? And, I, you know, I kind of went, whoa, enough. What is this about? And they said, she's been in the foster care system since day one. And they said, no, she's been at home. Because every time I've ever asked the mom for a picture, I've got it. I've always asked for updates to see how she's doing because I am so far away from her. I'm not in her immediate family, and I should be. And mom has always sent me pictures, always sent me updates, no matter what, no matter when it was I asked. I got it. So I never suspected that she's been in the system. The state said she was left and abandoned at the hospital the day she was born. And she was tested positive with cocaine in her system. And I said, what are you talking about? I I don't understand. They said, is there any way that you can video chat with me? Can you go to your local DHS and tell them? And I said, yeah, give me a minute. And at this point, I'm crying. I am hysterical. I'm angry. I am frustrated. I don't know what's happening. And I looked at um, looked at my my like study buddy that we have, and I said, I have to go. And at this point, I'm just, I have a mess. My mascara's down my face. And she said, I'll drive you. Give me your car keys. And I, I kept trying to tell her that I have a push to start. You don't need the key to put, start the car. Just push the button. And I'm crying, and she's crying. And we get to the DHS, and they said, family only. And I said, no. This woman is coming with me. She drove me here. If it wasn't for. No, she's coming in. So we're both sitting there, and this woman popped up on the big screen, and I I remember my face. I just went, Whoa! Because it was, it was like a floating head. I'll never forget that. It was just, uh, I wasn't expecting it to be that big. And she reached over, and she grabbed this kid and put her on her lap, and it was my sister. And I just, I'm like looking at her, just staring at her, like, What is that? Is this real? hello I don't understand and that's when they told me that been with this amazing foster family for the past eight months and mom is just not getting clean and you know the whole shebang and I said so do the foster parents want to adopt that was the only thing that I could blurt out at the moment and the foster family stepped to the side you know in my now view and I'm looking at these people and I swear they're looking through me And I I said, do you want to adopt her? And they said, no. And she goes, look at me. I'm 65 years old. I just foster. That's all I want to do. I don't want to adopt. They want her to be with family. And at that point, I knew. I knew exactly what needed to be done. And so we were in the process now of doing the home inspections and so many more questions. What do I do? Because my apartment is a two-bedroom, two-bath. It's a nice apartment, but it's old. old. Um, I don't know if it's suitable for a toddler. I don't know if having a dog interferes with that. I literally have no idea with what happens with fostering and adoption and I thought I had the answers when it came down to IVF like I knew I needed to do it on this day and I needed to track this and I needed to do this and I needed this amount of money now it's a whole new ball game of questions and it's like I'm gonna need to have to make more macarons
0: oh my lanta I don't so many cookies in my life life can sure get chaotic can't it (laughs) So how are you and your husband working together to reach your goal? And how does he feel about everything that's happened?
1: At first, I told him that we needed to, if I needed to adopt my sister, I was going to do it with or without him. And he kind of looked at me and it was kind of a disgusted face, like he didn't really understand. And I remember looking at him because he's six foot three, roughly, and I'm just approaching five foot. So I'm looking at him. I'm looking up to him, and I'm like, I don't know what to do. So I'm just hysterical, and he looks at me, and he goes, no matter what we have to do, we're going to do it as a team. And, of course, I cried even more because it was cute, and it's not, I don't expect him to say something like that. So when we were discussing the IBF and what would come of that and the other options, he was amazing, and he knew exactly what he needed to do. And what to say to me to calm me down so I stop crying in the waiting room. And he is so supportive of everything I've ever done. Especially with this little business I've created. It was never supposed to be what it is today. This was something that I found on Facebook and wanted to try. And because of my determination to make this stupid little cookie, it's turned into this big business. And it was never supposed to be this way. It wasn't supposed to be an actual business um and now i'm pretty grateful for it because it's going to come in handy no matter what um so he's been supportive and behind me on that when i have to work long hours to make these cookies because a batch can take anywhere from an hour to an hour and a half depending on which one it is and i don't do just one batch at a time so there's times where i'm gone till three four sometimes five in the morning making these cookies And he's been supportive. And when I told him that, you know, it's been a joke now in the family with me and him that obviously my ovaries are not having it. They're just not feeling like doing it. And that's always been his motto for me. I just don't feel like doing it. If I don't want to do it, I'm not doing it. And he said that apparently my ovaries are the same thing. I don't want to study today, so I'm just not going to do it. And you can't force me. It's just kind of, I'm pretty hard-headed. I get that from my dad. So he says that my ovaries are that way too. You're just not going to force them to do it the way that you want them to do it it's going to be on their terms. And let me tell you, I'm really sick and tired of that. I want my ovaries to just work like a normal person's ovaries.
0: Our lives are never as we think they're supposed to be. There's always a plan B. And today's podcast with Chelsea, with Morgan's Mighty Max, has really shown to me that no matter the tribulations that we experience, if we have some determination and a good teammate to help us on our path, we will be successful. In our Love and Money series, we talk about how to communicate better with your partner and how to resolve the conflicts that you might have. If you're experiencing some of those things and you don't feel that you and your partner are on the same page and you're not the teammates that you need to be, then I encourage you to go to our website at familymoneycoaching.org, click on appointments and schedule your love and money five week session and we'll be able to address all of those issues so that you can become a team and work together to achieve your goals. And for those of you who want to take advantage of those scrumptious little delicate cookies, those macarons that Chelsea was talking about about you can visit her at Morgan's Mighty Max on Facebook. Her delectable flavors of Apple Cinnamon, Death by Chocolate, S'mores, Fruity Pebbles, Strawberry Rice Krispies, Mint Chocolate, Banana Chocolate, Latte, Caramel Apple, Pistachio, Banana Foster, Chocolate Strawberry, Strawberry, Peanut Butter, Tequila Sunrise, and Virgin. Pumpkin Spice, Cherry, and Peppermint are waiting to be eaten up so go visit morgan's mighty max on facebook we will put her link also on our website so if you go to familymoneycoaching.org you will be able to click on there and go to her facebook page as well until next time live your financial life with attention